Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm Monty Larrick, and this is David Smith. Hello. He is the executive director of the Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action. Dave, early voting getting underway. Yes. As of May 19th. Right. For the June 28th Illinois oh, primary. Oh, dear Lord, it's way too long. We have way too long of early voting. Shouldn't be legal. But, but we want to encourage people to go early vote. Vote so they can't steal your ballot. That's what we want to encourage you to do. So you have to go to your county seat and vote in person. But it's better that you do it than somebody else do it. Well, our guest has some thoughts about voter oh, yeah. voting integrity. And uh, we're joined by Felicity Joy Solomon, Miss Solomon, running as a Republican for the state Senate in the 49th District. Plainfield. Yeah, Democrat Meg Cappell currently holds that seat. She needs to be ousted, doesn't she, Joy? She yes. does indeed. As I hear, she's a bit of a no-show uh, all the time down there. And a ghost so, payroller? <laughs> can you even imagine? Why, you know, why not for 70 grand part-time job? It's not bad. I love saying that over and over and over <laughs> because people don't realize that our representatives are the third highest paid in the nation. For a part-time job. Keep saying that, too. For a part-time job... In which, Wouldn't uh, you like to have a couple part-time jobs like that? I mean, <laughs> well, when 140,000 people leave your state no, the year right. prior, that is not called a vote of confidence, and you do not give yourself a raise the following year, but that is exactly what Wow, what so, a great point. So if you're a rookie lawmaker, you're, you're starting out at sixty nine grand a year, yep. plus a daily stipend. Right. Okay. And then you get some committee assignments, and there's some extra pay there. That's right. Yeah, it's it's craziness, and look what they give us. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, this session, which is a two-year period, over 10,000 bills were introduced. 10,000. Wow. So, 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 you know, the, the, the scope, the size, the spending of government just increases all the time. And we need someone down there who will put on the brakes. Felicity. Would you put on the brakes if you get down there? <laughs> I will definitely be putting on the brakes. That's called a softball. I, <laughs> you know what? I just want to, I just want to bring some common sense down there. That's basically what it is. Um, I've been a single mom most of my adult life, and you have to learn how to work on a budget. I mean, these are just basic things. When I go door to door, that people understand when I'm talking about that. Yep. What they don't understand is, what are they even doing down there? Like, we don't understand. I, I have so many radical changes I want to make. Um, one of them is, you talked about the 10,000 bills. I have an idea yeah. for a one-page bill. What is it? Tell us. No. Bills need to be one oh, freaking one page. page. Oh! Like, you know, like, I'm just a bill. I'm only a bill. Schoolhouse <laughs> rock. Yeah. We need Mr. Bill back. You know uh, what I'm saying? That's because right. what are you hiding on page 3,582? Right. What, right. right. what are you doing? You need to outline. You need to. I'm a homeschool mom. You need to outline. What are you trying to say? Get it down, bro. <laughs> like, what are you doing? We don't understand what you're doing, except that we understand you're being corrupt 
on every page. Wow. And we need to bring this stuff down. And if I get other people that will do that with me, see, my I have a strategy. But, but you know it's that- called shame. <laughs> I'm wanting to shame them for their evil. Are you going to put them on the defensive down That's there? That's my plan. Oh. I've already got several people, another one that you've endorsed, um, that are saying they will donate a portion of their salary. That's one of my campaign promises. If I were Trump, I'd give away the whole thing, okay? Right. But I'm not Trump. I might need some gas money. But I am going to be donating a portion of my salary to charity. And I've got others that said they're going to donate their pension. What is the point of that? Because I know we're in a we're in an almost billion dollar mess. But let me say this: you lead from the front, mm-hmm. okay? If I if I go to my kids when I was momming more, because they're twenty one and nineteen, but I would I would say, look, this is what we're gonna do, but this is what mom's gonna do, yeah. okay? You don't ask something of somebody that you're not gonna do. So I want to show the people that I understand that Springfield needs to tighten its belt. Wow. And so we Lead start by with example. us. For, well, what a concept. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, what a great e- introduction. Can so, you see her on the state Senate oh, floor? Yeah. <laughs> please, please use that sarcasm on the floor. That would be so It's good. all I got. <laughs> I'm from Harvey. This is what we did. All right. So tell everybody about Felicity Joy Solomon. Who are you, your background, where you grew up, what's got you into the race? So all that, if you don't mind. All right. So, yeah, I um, I was born in St. Peter, Minnesota, but I grew up uh, in Harvey, Illinois. Okay. Um, and I uh, loved school and so uh, really excelled, and so I ended up going to Princeton University. What? You're which, a Ivy Tower type? I, yeah, oh, man, you seem, I don't, you've got too much common sense. I got blue sense. hair. I got I Princeton, How did you turn Harvey. out conservative? Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. Don't glance over that. She has blue hair, and it's a mohawk, all right? And the first time she came in, I tell you, the first thought I said, oh, dear, what do we have here? (laughs) Somebody, uh, the first person who donated at my fundraiser said, I can't believe I just wrote a check to somebody with blue hair. (laughs) I was like, good for you. It's about time. My God, what's wrong with you, man? They're going to be taken off guard down in Springfield. They're just not going to know what to think, Felicity. I am a bundle of contradictions, if you will. I don't know. But I had a great time at Princeton. I don't know what Michelle Obama was talking about. I know people (laughs) that went to Princeton with her and said she was lying in that book because she had okay. a great time. You know what I mean? I what, just was looking for what, them. What the to Obamas call her lie? No, surely <laughs> not. not. Possible. For a book? No way. But anyway, so I, you know, I've had a huge variety of experiences, and I am what I call a multi-hyphenate. I've got a lot of interests. I started out as a, a director of plays, acting. Um, and then I transitioned to um, life coaching, a teaching. I'm a third-generation teacher. My daughter is a fourth-generation teacher. Wow. Got a lot of teaching in my blood. Wow. Um, and uh, I got ordained in 2020. I really felt like God put on my heart that um, a lot of ministers failed the the uh, the seeing eye test of 2020. Oh yeah. And so um, he's like, I'm I'm looking for a new batch of people. You up? So I, you know, I did that. I have a house church, and um, I just don't understand. You know, Jesus like put his hands on lepers, and we're wearing masks and gloves to like <laughs> open the freaking door for you to come in church when we want it open. 
push to all that, you know. Good for you. Good for you. That's that's me, you know. I'm just like, I'm a straight shooter, and um, this is who I am. So you're willing to push back. And I think when it comes to the pandemic and what have you, we didn't have enough people, enough Christians pushing back. You know, the two-week thing. We let him get by with us. Kept getting stretched out, stretched out, stretched out. And and, and people were like, well, it's almost over. It's almost over. No. And, and, And then this horrible precedent has been set that the governor can just keep doing this unilaterally without the state legislature. Wait, wait a minute. There's a general assembly there for a reason. Right. What were they doing? Sitting on their hands, letting the governor. There's called something Darren called Bailey to do it all exactly. himself. What the heck? You know, he can't. There's checks carry and balances. Where's the, the legislature should be checking the governor and saying, "No, you can't do that." Exactly. Exactly. Well, but you know, we've got an election coming up in November. Yeah. So COVID will get worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, of course. Of course we're going to get another <laughs> big dose here. Yeah. But you know what? I, you want to follow up with that one? Well, my question would be, let's say, and, you know, given the Democrats and their, their ways of how they want to uh, work the elections out, uh, they're going to use COVID to their advantage. Sure. Are there any mitigations that you would support in the event that we do have an uptick in hospitalizations and what have you? My feeling is that everything they didn't recommend is what we need. <laughs> Sunshine. Oh, there you go. Vitamin D. Vitamin Thera- D. Yeah, you know, therapeutics that are not harmful and that don't make anybody any money. Um, <laughs> you need, like, hugs, family, church. You need like everything they told you you don't need because they're just trying to make you sick. So that would that would be what I would recommend. So so you know you see it you see it so clearly that they're using the politics of fear to control right. us. Right. That's just so the, wrong. The thing is for me, um, the what was so interesting about 2020, I always felt like. I was a little different internally from people. I'm not just talking about the obvious differences with the blue mohawk, but (laughs) um, I just felt like I'm in church with people and we're all saying we're the same, but I'm kind of like, I don't know, I'm not really sure y'all are. And then when, when that happened, March 2020, everything got real crystal clear. And what I realized is I'm fearless. And a lot of the church isn't fearless. And that is actually not biblical. Like, it's something that you can't just allow yourself to be a fearful person because there's a lot of scriptures that say that that's going to be a big problem for you. So um, that's what I realized was the difference. And people were just getting so afraid. And I'm like, over what? Like, it's still nobody ever convinced me. I did do more research and found out that – uh, about like viruses and about like the fact that um, I'm forgetting the name of it, but it's uh, oh oh like transferable um, diseases. That's that's some of this stuff has never been proven, but they keep acting like it's been proven. You know, like I saw this thing about how um, I think it was when they had smallpox or something. It was like in the 1900s or maybe it was like Spanish fever. I don't know, but they were really testing. Oh. Thank you. Germ theory. Germ theory is a theory. It has actually never been proven. Wow. And when they were testing it back then, they actually injected people with other people's germs. They would inject 
well people with sick people's germs. They tested many things. They, they did injections. They had people sitting real close to each other. They had people blowing on each other, things like that. And they, did, they didn't get sick at a predictable rate. And so they never really figured it out. They just abandoned the study because even back then, they knew that these were types of things that you could use against people. And this is um, even in the work of, I believe, Michel Foucault, who talks about like pain and punishment and using diseases to put. See, a lot of the elites study this stuff and they study how to imprison people, how to control societies and things like that. So you've got to have your scientific research backed by people with money that can benefit from your research. If they're not going to benefit from it, they're not going to keep funding it. Mm -hmm. So this stuff started like all the way back then, you know, and it's it, so I so that was the research I did. And I'm like, y'all are running a game. I'm yep. not doing any of this. Like I literally like barely ever wore a mask. I wore a mask on planes and in the doctors. Only and I when would you take absolutely had to. You yeah, had no other Yeah, I would take choice. it down all the time, and exactly. they would just have to ask. I'm going to make you ask me. I'm going to yeah. make you so ask So going me. back to what you said about fear, Scripture says the fear of man brings a snare. Amen. It's a snare. Yeah, and we got snared. Boy, did we ever. Yeah, and we, there's some crap. folks who are still snared. Yes, they Ensnared. Are. Today, even today, you can drive by somebody by themselves in a car Masked up. Oh my goodness. Absol double masked in protest. Oh. <laughs> you know, I, I look better in a mask, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I understand well, sometimes you know, our winters. It helps the Antifa crowd, doesn't it, it now? Yes, it does. Right. Oh yeah. my goodness. All those there we go. Now you've got a PhD in Christian counseling, mm -hmm. a master's in teaching. And before we take a break here, Boy, you have to be looking about what's happening in our government schools right now, and you have to be alarmed. Uh, one, they're not teaching kids arithmetic and science and language arts and what have you, but they are grooming kids yeah. uh, sexually. Uh, yeah. So what's, what's your take? So um, this is why I homeschooled. I did want to homeschool anyway, to be perfectly honest, but um, my life was kind of chaotic. But then when it doesn't the, hurt to have another reason why. Yeah, right. I mean, when the schools <laughs> then became chaotic and there was talk about gender bending in the bathroom, I'm like, ah, we're out. I didn't want to talk about it. We're this is we're done. Okay. And so, um, uh, yeah, so I've been unhappy with them for a while. So I do have an interesting take on the situation, particularly with the sexualization of our, our children. Um, we have a problem in the body of Christ that a lot of our children actually don't end up following the moral morals that are outlined in the Bible as well. Right. And um, so one of the things that I've realized and learned is, and there's been a lot of good books and things like this, that there's a healthy way to talk about sex or gender relations or boys and girls, that kind of thing, with your very young children, okay? And it's actually really important that you do that. That's why we're losing them. A lot of people wait for this sex conversation until like 11 or 12. It's, it's really too late developmentally. You want to plant little appropriate seeds, not pornographic, you know, right. books for three-year-olds. I'm not talking about that. But or what encourage I'm them to experiment. Right. So what I'm saying is I believe that like Christians and other you know, people that are normal and don't want to do the folks. common sense folks um, left a vacuum. 
and I believe that the devil got in there. Oh, yeah. I, re I really oh. think that that's what it is. If we would be honest with ourselves the way that most of us have lost our teens and our young adults, it is because we didn't start with some of our morality earlier. There are ways to plant those seeds appropriately. And I do really think that the evil one came in, saw that vacuum, and just filled it. Because people are like, where is this coming? I mean, because it kind of seemed to come out of nowhere. But honestly, if you evaluate it in that way, I, as a life coach, I encourage people to take full responsibility for their lives. Good. At first, that's a very painful conversation because it's like, well, you don't like your life. Yeah, that's on you. And that's very tough at first. But then it's very empowering. So I want to say the same thing to us as the body of Christ. If you don't like what's going on in the schools, in the government, and da, 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 it's on us, guys. Wow. Because maybe politics is so dark because the light left. Bingo. There on that go. note. We're going to take a break here, <laughs> and uh, we'll continue our conversation with Felicity Joy Solomon after a few uh, timeouts here, and uh, Felicity running as a Republican for the state Senate in the 49th District. Got a lot more to talk about. Plainfield, look right. out! So to be clear, women can be called women again? For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with a point. Over a month ago, Supreme Court nominee Katanji Brown-Jackson was asked to define woman. Her response, I'm not a biologist. Well, that was just a week or so after a biological male had won the NCAA Women's Swimming Championship. Many gender scholars were quick to support Jackson and pointed out biological anomalies such as people who are born intersex. But intersex and other disorders of sexual development are exceptions. They don't erase the basic biological category of a woman. Now, ironically, many who remain silent on what a woman is during the NCAA championships are not silent during the potential loss of the so-called right to abortion. For example, Vice President Kamala Harris proclaimed in a speech, how dare they try to deny women their rights and their freedoms, assuming that we should all know perfectly well what a woman is and that the definition has to do with certain biological functions and that you don't need to be a biologist to know that. See, once again, God's design is revealed to be reality. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larry here, along with Dave Smith, yeah, the Executive Director of the Illinois Family Institute, Illinois Family Action. We're joined by Felicity Joy Solomon, who's running as a Republican for the State Senate in the 49th District. Democrat Meg Kappel currently holds that seat. Hey, Monty, did you know that Felicity runs a podcast called Black, Conservative, and Female? <laughs> I did know because I looked on her website. <laughs> <laughs> well, if people are interested to learn more, they can find her on Roku, YouTube, Facebook. Every Tuesday night, you broadcast live. Yes. Dear Lord, you're braver than us. We record and edit. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's some of this software, it allows you to kind of look professional and just go for it but um yeah we've been doing that now over two years and in interviewed uh kimberly clasic and bevelyn Beatty and um oh, so many different so many different wow, people that's awesome so yeah. black conservative female look it up yes all right money why'd you decide to get into politics yes yeah. <laughs> why are you running for office i mean you know you're a life coach and you've got a couple of big degrees and what possessed you to get into this? The statement that I made before the break really hit me. Um, this was basically the message that, uh, if you know, Bevelyn Beatty is now Bevelyn Williams, kind of made a splash by pouring black 
paint on the Black Lives Matter oh, yeah. mural in New York. Right. And uh, she and her, her uh, husband and her uh, ministry partner, Edme Chavanet, went on a fast and really felt like God put on their heart to start a new political party for Christians. And um, so what we've since found out is there is a real stranglehold on the two-party system. So it's not a party by itself right now, but it is a platform. And when they rolled that out in December and they were giving the scriptures about you know, why Christians need to be in, in government and, and how that's really our godly heritage. There used to be so many ministers that were legislators. That's right. Like that used to be incredibly that's right. popular thing because we understood that our instruction in righteousness would give us a unique ability to lead. And that and that's when it occurred to me exactly like what I am expecting I I was going to church for so for over 20 years, three times a week, uh, when I was being uh, healed of an addiction, I went sometimes four or five times a week to my Celebrate Recovery meetings. Wow. And I am expecting people who are barely like cheesters, you know, Christmas and Easter, <laughs> like to actually have have um, integrity, to actually Amen. like be honest people. Like all of the sudden I felt insane. Like... I'm there. Not, I'm not like a casual churchgoer. I work to apply the word of God to my life, and so or play or apply, even apply my life to the very word of God. Amen. And so I'm expecting people who wouldn't even know what that meant yes. to like not do behind the door deals and not be in it for themselves. I'm like, who were you, Felicity, before you were saved? And these are the people you're expecting to run government well. Like I can't even be mad at them. Like I'm mad at me. And so, like I said. Like the personal responsibility that I always put on other people, like I put on myself. And so it I put sounds on like the body. you're leading by example again. <laughs> Once again, right? That is awesome. And that is why I expect to be able to affect real change. Like when people are like, well, you know, you have to do it this way or you have to make deals. That's never what I did. I've I've done so many impossible things as a single mom, like taking my children to Disney and everything like that, and by faith. And what I find is you back up God, and he backs you up. <laughs> I don't know how that works exactly, but if, it, if I knew exactly, it well, wouldn't be a miracle. I plan on going down there and backing up God. I plan on going out there and speaking out truth. Oh. And what happens is that the word that has been put on all of our hearts, whether you acknowledge it or not, that's right. it's going to come alive. And, and it also, like, that principle came alive to me i um my son was diagnosed with autism at the age of three he's 21 now he graduated today from his transition program everyone is so proud of him and amazed by him he's held down a, a job for three years awesome. and the thing of it is god um showed me that he may not cognitively always understand you sure but his spirit man does and so I've learned how to speak to the spirit of a person. And that's and we are spirit, but we don't like how do you how do you like live that out in the world? One of the ways is by speaking to a man's spirit. Again, even if they don't cognitively even understand the words you're using, but their spirit will understand. And they used to say of Jesus, he speaks not as the other teachers and Pharisees. He speaks with authority. There's something about 
speaking with authority, when you know that you know, it changes atmospheres and many things God can do in an atmosphere that honors him. Wow, that sounds so good. You know, you're seeking his kingdom first. Amen. And then you're 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 allowing him to be to use you as his hands and feet. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Amen. That is great. Yeah. Um Will County. Yeah. You're gonna be representing a lot of Will County. Yes. And uh, you know, I, I'm a Will County resident. One thing that bugs me is that the Will County board, on top of the doubling of the gas tax that the governor put on, raised it another four cents a gallon. Okay. Would you look to repeal that? Absolutely. There's no common sense to that. You know, people are already hurting. You're just trying. I know. See, this is what I'm talking about with the one-page bills and stuff like that. You're hiding stuff. Yeah. You're you're bringing the four cents because you got to fund your pet project of something you promised somebody, and that's why. Again, like I really like running with this platform. I have held held fundraisers, and I'm talking to the common person about five dollar, ten dollar donations and things like that because I don't want funding from somebody I'm going to have to answer to later. And I think what's that's what's behind a lot of these things that don't. Make Makes sense. Like another thing in the budget, uh, we're going to give all Illinoisans a hundred dollars, and we're going to take it back in January of twenty-three. What are you guys doing? Like all of that game playing, it's like ridiculous stuff. Well, they say they're going to give us a three hundred dollar rebate, and yet my uh, real estate taxes went up three hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> what, what? Yeah, uh, that, it's games. It's a it's game. Games. It's a show I'm, game. I'm, isn't no, it? I'm not into all that. You gotta. Things have to be boiled down. What are we trying to do here? Yep. And if you can't tell me that with a straight face, then you're trying to do something wicked. And so now I'm going to tell you what we're doing. That's how I did it with my kids. Man. What are you trying to do? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Let me tell you what we're about to do. And honestly, <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. I really think that there's a lot of people with that have been victims of bad parenting. <coughs> and see, what ends up happening is you have to redo it. You, you have to redo it. I'm not even kidding. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, sometimes I feel like I'm talking to people like children, adults like children. Wait a but minute. I don't care how do you, about how that. How do you redo it after you've made the mistakes with your kids? They've got to learn the hard way. Well, what I meant was more generally when you're dealing with people that have been poorly parented, then you have to talk to them from the place their parents should have. And that actually resonates. Like it doesn't necessarily fix everything, but it does disarm them because a lot of people are dealing with serious arrested development. And so when you speak to them like an 11 year old, they go back to where they stopped developing. I'm not even kidding. What? And so it's like, and then they just start listening to you. Now later, you know, they get angry and whatever, whatever, but in All right, the well, moment, so when you go back to Springfield, be prepared to be dealing with a bunch of seven year olds, I'm telling <laughs> It's like it's it's. I've been doing lots of different spoiled um, little brats. There's Oops, something did called I say the, that out loud? the Mordecai mission, and they want to see more Christians involved in politics and everything there on Facebook. And I've been doing some lives <coughs> with them. We've been talking about boycotting Disney. We've been talking about Excellent. the Black Lives Matter. Yes. And a lot of times, like I said, when I'm speaking, I just end up talking to people like they're five. But it's God was showing me it's because of that. It's because that's where their real level of understanding is. And people have gotten very impressed by these educated devils. But obviously, like, I'm not impressed. Uh, impressed. I went to Princeton. I understand it. 
an educated devil is still a devil. <laughs> I understand all your fancy words, too. I understand that most of the time when they talk about CRT and stuff, they haven't literally said anything. They're just putting together $12 words. You know what I'm saying? Kentanji Jackson. None of these people impress me. Right. And and I mean, good grief with uh, the vice president. You know what I'm saying? She's not even trying to be impressive or doesn't <laughs> have the ability. But I'm people... there's a country, Russia. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, it's about the size of, you know, it's, it's, it's so sad. So, um, you know, it it's it's like there's not even a lot of competition to really do <laughs> a good job. But my slogan is best, not first. Okay. See, a lot of black people are so excited. Are you the first black woman to run for state senate in the 49th district? I don't give a crap. Hey, let's talk about this. Good for you. All the first black blah, blah, blahs are doing a crap job. So how about that? So how about... You can I say it. I can't say that. It. No, they are doing. A cra- they're like. They're like. You know. They're numerically doing a poor well, that's job. Because like how much Democrats. Has, how much has crime gone up under you know in Chicago and things right? like that? Right. So I don't want to even be associated with first black anything. Right. All the first black anything's have been horrible in my eyes, and so I desire to be the best. And 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 it's not even that hard with how horrible people are doing. Well, but you can. That's a that's a life coach to- talking about is. a goal that it she is. has set for herself, which and is it, awesome. And it comes from Dr. <laughs> Martin Luther King. He's one of my big heroes. Sure. And when I listen to him, I'm so inspired by just the beautiful way that he spoke, that he wrote. Yeah. And I heard him talk to young people one time, and he said. I don't care if you push a broom, you push it like nobody ever. Amen. If you're doing a switchboard, man, I'm telling you, be on your job because you, and he's talking to all little black kids, you have the ability to do it like no one has ever done it. And that is how you talk to people. That is how you inspire people. And that's a lesson I want to teach my kids. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Best, 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 not first. All right, so tell me about Kingdom Conservative Party. You talked yeah. about the platform, and that's what you're talking about, right? Yes, absolutely. So um, I'm just very inspired by the fact that – so Bevelyn, uh, Bevelyn Beatty, when she – like 10 years ago or something, she ran for office. Mm-hmm. And um, the Republican Party was first very excited. Ooh, black conservative, you know, maybe da-da-da. Um, and then they found out about her past. And so uh, she had a prison record or whatever. Um, You know, a lot of Christians have a past, by the way. Um, But anyway, so she, uh, they would not endorse her. They went with somebody else. And so she basically bootstrapped it, went door to door. And her, um, you know, her ministry partner, Edme, like would work and give her gas money and work and buy the flyers. And I mean, literally bootstrapped it. And do you know... In, in Maine, in a lily white, like, you know, town or whatever, she only lost by 500 votes. Wow. And she always thought about the fact that the last month she gave up because her opponent had signs and she had all the little literature and she, you know, she, it made her feel a kind of way. But yeah. she knew, man, only 500 votes. What if I didn't quit? She never forgot about that. And so that's one of the bases of why we run very grassroots the way we're doing it. And also, though, their commitment to make sure that I have gas money and anything that I need for the campaign. Um, we started out with five candidates. We uh, There's just me now. I'm the last woman standing. 
And um, another thing I like about them is that I'm contractually obligated to them. So those that are no longer with them who are lovely ladies, but everything was a breach of contract. Mm -hmm. And they're very serious about it. I really feel that Kingdom Conservative Party can provide a righteous wall for the Republican Party because it is sliding left so much. And so even with us being within the Republican Party right now, I do believe that it's going to provide that that righteous wall and say no 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 we're serious this is our platform you have to stick to it you have to adhere to it people should be able to expect something when they vote that what you put on the website is what you're gonna do and that's a like brand new but you know what it's like should it be so brand new so I, I like that integrity I'm all about integrity and I I like that transparency I have even heard people to say I don't even agree with all your views, but the fact that you are your feet are to the fire and that you have to do it like gives me comfort because literally I can vote for people. I really don't know what they're going to do. I don't know these people. So, so Felicity, your yes is going to be yes? And my no's going to be no. <laughs> Absolutely. Amen. There Amen. you go. That's what we need in Springfield. That's what we need. Well, you know about the abortion debate, uh, mm. and it's only going to get worse. Yeah, but the before it gets better. Kingdom conservatives <laughs> have a kind of a different view. We do. Uh, that, you know, that maybe I'm not ready for either. Yeah. The abolition of abortion. Yeah. I, I see that idea. That's the goal, right? That's the goal. Yeah. That That's really the Christian goal, right? Yeah. I mean, it's murder. We know that. And what, what we've done is we've allowed them to sort of... Um, to, to take over the languaging. Yeah. And even by calling it abortion, it's okay to call abortion health care. If we just kept it as murder, you couldn't say that, right? Murder is not health care. Okay? <laughs> and so when you, when you let people get all fancy yes. and they're talking, it ends up like diluting the conversation. And what has happened is we've made concessions. So I want to say this very clearly. I believe that the reason we are going to have full-on infanticide on the table in the next legislative session. Yeah, no. The reason for that, though, is the heartbeat bill. Mm-hmm. That's, where, that's where y'all lost me anyway. No heartbeat bill. No, 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 no. You're saying, oh, you know, once a heartbeat is detected. That was called compromise. You compromise, you give the devil an inch, he will take your whole shirt off. That's exactly what happens. It happens in life. It happens on a grand scale. You do not negotiate with terrorists, and that is exactly what is happening here. It is murder. So what So, so they say, people are going to do it anyway, blah, 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 blah. Fine, make it hard. But, but there is an agenda happening because these abortion clinics are mostly in minority, low-income communities. Yeah. And if you made it difficult for them, they wouldn't be doing it. And you haven't solved the problem. So I like to get to the root of things. Yeah. There is an incredible organization called Let Them Live. And they found that the research shows 77-0% of women have an abortion because they feel they financially cannot care for that child. And so what they are finding is by getting donors, contacting the women who now, like they're getting them from all over the place, but when they contact these women and offer, what if we pay for it? 
what if we buy the diapers? What if we blah, blah, blah? What if we, what if we set you up? Yeah. What, what are your needs? What are your needs right now? Yeah. And what if we set you up? And they, are, they have had a 90, it's like 95% success rate in getting people no, not to have right. the abortion. And only like, like 1% or 2% have ended up with adoption. So I want to speak that very clearly because the church sees adoption as the answer. It doesn't go with the actual motivations of what's on those women's heart. Mm. Because I believe that God put on the woman's heart, if that baby's in me, I'm responsible. And if I can't do it, if I don't have the finances and if this joker, you know, whatever the heck is going on here, if or if or if they're together, but we can't do it together. Right. They it's something in them that feels like if I can't do it, I guess the baby shouldn't be here because it's mine. Like it's my responsibility. The abort, the um, the um, adoption conversation has not moved the needle. We have to understand that. When you are talking to women about to have an abortion, the adoption conversation does not move the needle. They innately understand, no, that's mine. I should be taking care of it. Now, that, that, that really speaks to your minority communities in large part. Now, yeah, you've got your other people that could afford the baby and they're just using it, you know what I mean, as their little casual sex uh, oopsie. But I think the mo- most of the people, and to stop the full-on genocide that's happening in the African-American community, we need to get down to the actual motivations of people. And that's what they found, which is a very interesting thing. So I think more people need to um, know about that and, and support and them. And that might become so much more um, necessary. The Let Them Live initiative, can I call it that? Yeah. Um, it's a nonprofit. Yep. Uh, okay, so the, their strategy... Um, because with Roe v. Wade going to be overturned, um, Illinois, Maryland, New York, California, we're all going to become dumping grounds. Yes. They're going to destination points for, and if we can get to the heart, we, we can circumvent Springfield, can't we? Yes. If we can get to the heart and the mind of the people and change that, right? And of course the gospel message is so very important too, but, but it, it, you're speaking right to the heart of the matter, and I really appreciate that. I believe so. You have a follow-up. You're over there squirming. Well, I want to I well, help. Okay. <laughs> when you see what's happening outside the Supreme Court justices' homes and you bring the word abolition to the mix, mm-hmm. it tells me, well, we do that, and we're headed for civil war. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I just don't. Um, I get you. I get you. I understand what you're saying. So the thing is, for me, I think that we run into a lot of problems trying to uh, be reasonable with unreasonable people. Like they don't understand you. You know what I mean? Like obviously something's wrong that you're protesting for your right to murder people. There's something wrong. Like, there's right. something wrong. We, we say, like, we think of who we are, and we just want to be, uh, we want to treat everyone like we are. But they're not like we are. So we want to think all ideas are equal, and they're not equal. So I'm, I'm like, I just want to have a reasonable conversation with you. 
this person is manifesting a demon outside of a Supreme Court justice's home, and the people not arresting them are being demonic too because that is actually an offense in every single state. And so we've got a lot of demonic activity happening from the people on the ground to the people not enforcing these laws. It's it so I just um, find <clears throat> that our desire is to be reasonable with unreasonable people, and that hasn't been working. There you go. And so you want to be straightforward and put them on the defensive. Correct. Oh man, Amen. I think we should try it. A mommy. breath of fresh air. I it's think what, we should it's try a, it. Hey, what Donald Trump say to the black community? What, you what do you got to lose? <laughs> what do you got to lose? It's pretty bad out there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. You it's know, uh, we amen. Uh, at the outset, we brought up something uh, that you're uh, very much into voter integrity yes. efforts, and you say we need to get back to paper. Paper and voter ID, the works, right? Absolutely, yeah. So my the idea is to have um, to go back to paper ballots, all of the electronic stuff completely canned, and you get people back involved in your process as well because we'll need those hands, you know, counting and everything trained up. Um, I'm encouraging my volunteers to become election judges and poll watchers Beautiful. and things like that. That was one of the things that uh, made the difference in Virginia with um, with uh, at. Uh, or wait, wait, where where did we just have Youngkin? Yeah, yeah Virginia. Virginia. Okay, right, okay. Yeah. So organizations like Freedom Works yes. worked to yes. um, to get their uh, their election judges and all their poll watchers. They were at ninety percent. The last election, they were like at forty or fifty. Well, you know Carol Davis, right? I, exactly. And she's working That's hard. That's how I found that okay. out. And so, Illinois but Conservative Union. Places like. New Jersey refused their efforts. So you saw what happened there. So I just want to encourage people because people really need to get, um, you know, they need to have some confidence in this system. I want you to know that election workers and poll watchers does work. Now, once we get in there and then we can make some changes, we want to have um, we want to have voter ID to be present. But, but for you black to people vote. can't get yeah, I know. IDs. Like, how insulting is that? Here's yeah, here's right. another <laughs> issue. People want me to um to be concerned about offending people. I've been offended for at least two years. All these things that people are saying are very, very offensive, right? I mean, again, you know, like some of us are highly educated and all of us have the potential to be brilliant because of God. (laughs) Hey, you know what else? I have friends in Africa and do you know in like Zambia and other places like in the bush, they have to have voter ID. (laughs) So get out of here with your ridiculous arguments, all right? We have driver's licenses, we have voter ID. I want to put an emblem on your driver's license or you just bring your voter ID card to be able to vote. We do straight paper. But Felicity, That's we keep five do. or six weeks worth of early voting, right? It's ridiculous. What are one, we, day, one day? One day? Can we go back to one day? Go back to one day and there's a difference between um, you know, absentee ballots yeah, and mail-in sure. ballots. We need to just have the absentee Absentee ballots work just fine if you're out of town on business. Yeah, or Aunt Mary things. just had a knee surgery replacement and she can't get to the poll. Exactly. Yeah. That system worked fine. Yeah. This system is only working fine for those that want to cheat. Yes, exactly. We want one vote for one live person, right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Illinois has had that be a mess for a while. but Yeah. All right, well, listen. Boy, there's so much we could talk to. 
If you want to hear more, I suggest you get on YouTube, Facebook, or Roku and check out Black, Conservative, and Female. And if you live in the 49th, that's Plainfield all around, Shorewood, Crest Hill, what other, is there other big cities near there? Um, big, so a little bit of Bolingbrook, a little Oswego. All right, so if you live in any of those areas, look for Felicity Joy Solomon on your ballot. Absolutely. And we we endorse her. Uh, oh, we're definitely knocking on doors. We're doing it the grassroots way. That's I love, the way to do it. Uh, that, that's how you become a public servant. If someone with blue hair knocks on your door, that you'll would know be who Felicity. it is. And it's Mohawk, a blue Mohawk. It's a blue Mohawk. Do not Open be afraid. Open up your door and say, hi, Felicity. I know, exactly. <laughs> tell, tell me where you learned about me. I want to say thank you yes. to Illinois Family Action for endorsing me. I was specifically told that conservative organizations would not receive me because I'm, you know, talking too much about God, my hair is too blue, and, you know, I need to, like, tone it down. And so um, I just want to thank you all for having your pulse, you know, your finger on the pulse of the people yeah. and what they actually care about. And I, and I just think God is doing something unique with me because I think, you know, Dr. King's maxim that we need to appreciate people for the content of their character, not Amen. their skin color. And because we've gotten so far away from that, I think God is doing something unique with me to say, you know what, focus people. Don't, you know, the hair and stuff, that's like just a fringe benefit. It has nothing to do with her <laughs> intelligence or her ability to lead. You need, it's traditional values that are important, not traditional dress code. Amen. And we need to focus on what matters. We and you need can't to talk that. too much about God, because that's who we're here for. And you know the fact that you, your middle name is Joy, right? Yeah. The joy of the Lord is just seeping out of you every pore. Amen. So there you go. Thank you. Speaking of your website. Yes. <laughs> it's what? Joyforillinois.com? Joyforillinois.com. Proverbs 29.2 says that when the wicked are in authority, the people mourn. But when the righteous are in authority, the they people rejoice. rejoice. And that's why my website is joyforillinois.com. What was that again? Joyforillinois.com? Joy for Illinois. Is that joy joy for for Illinois. Illinois. You spell that J-O-Y for Illinois.com. All right, folks. <laughs> give, give joy 10, 20, 30 bucks even and if then you go pray to a, for joy, uh, joy. Even if oh you go gosh. to a public Felicity, school, it's let's pray. J-O-Y. <laughs> <laughs> No, but the homeschoolers already knew that. That's right. So, and also, you, you'll, you'll accept prayer covering, right? Oh, my goodness, please. In fact, um, there is a place to, to uh, if you go to Kingdom Conservative Party, they have a volunteer list, and you can join their prayer team. And we have Beautiful. a little chat, and every time I go out, I ask for a prayer. Every time a team of mine goes out to knock doors, we ask for a prayer. Well, you're going to need it because she speaks the truth. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see what she does to those those snolly gosters in Springfield. There we go. Snolly gosters. Yes. I learned a new word today. Yeah, well, I don't know how and to spell that. She went to Princeton. So. I know. Oh, man. You got All right. me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We've got voter guides, Dave. Yes, please. If you want to go to IllinoisFamily.org, you can check out our voter guides. If we still have some available, call and ask for bulk quantity to be delivered, and then pass them out in your neighborhood, pass them out at your church, make sure everyone is equipped to go vote, and they vote their values. Absolutely. And vote June 28th. Yeah, be an informed voter. Yeah. There we go. Please support the work of Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action. Tell your family and friends about Illinois Family Spotlight. 
Until next time, stay healthy, stay active, and God bless. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.